0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The comparisons between new British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and our current president are at times appropriate. But there's one issue where Johnson differs rather strikingly from the U.S. president. His immigration policy could easily be described as anti-Trump. Cato's Alex Narasta comments. Boris Johnson is uh, often compared to Donald Trump, uh, their sort of demeanor and and the rough outlines of their uh, looks seem to be uh, somewhat similar. But on immigration, he seems to be fundamentally different than Donald Trump.
1: That's right. Boris Johnson. Has been a classical liberal on the issue of Donald of immigration for a very long time. He has supported an amnesty in the United Kingdom for illegal immigrants that could legalize about half a million people. He supports expanding legal immigration. He opposed Theresa May's plan to cut legal immigration of tens of thousands of years uh, of uh, people per year uh, per year in the UK, and is instead supporting a points based system that. Would to remove numerical caps as part of well, he supports it no matter what, but as sort of an addendum to uh, any deal or as an add-on to uh, British policy after they leave the EU. So
0: uh, this word amnesty uh, has taken on sort of a negative uh, uh, connotation in the United States, but that hasn't always been the case.
1: It hasn't always been the case, no. We've had amnesties in lots of different legal areas in the past, from uh, from taxes to land use policies uh, and numerous amnesties on immigration, about half a dozen. Um, major ones in the 20th century for illegal immigration. But it sort of became a rallying cry for those opposed to liberalized immigration beginning around the year 2000 or so until today. In the United Kingdom, they um, still do not have that negative association uh, with the word amnesty over there. It still means um, you know, what it, what it technically means on the books over here, which is a forgiveness for people breaking laws that the government themes not to be a very big deal. What was Theresa May's
0: immigration plan, and how does that uh, differ from Boris Johnson's?
1: So May's plan was to basically cut immigration to the United Kingdom in just about every single category for skilled workers, lower-skilled workers, permanent migration, family-based, from the EU and from outside of the United Kingdom, uh, and from outside of the EU uh, entirely, so from across the entire world. She was following much more of a... Um, Frankly, a Donald Trump-style immigration plan for the United Kingdom is something that she's believed in very for a very long time. So that drew a lot of attention when she proposed this uh, shortly after she became prime minister. A lot of folks think it distracted from her attempt to uh, negotiate uh, with uh, the EU to make a better deal.
0: So, what does Boris Johnson's immigration plan look like?
1: So, this is just the rough outlines. He hasn't laid down a specific policy. He has asked a government commission to study this in detail to design something uh, based on the broad outlines of the Australian immigration plan and the Australian immigration system. Their system is a points-based system. The government decides that uh, certain folks with different levels of education, language ability, experience, and different jobs uh, get different points based on their personal characteristics. So, if you speak English, you get 10 points. If you have a high school degree or above, you get five points. If you have a master's degree, you get 20 points. If you have a job waiting for you in Australia, you get more points. And basically, under this scheme, anybody over a a certain point level, let's say, 50 points, is allowed to go to Australia to work and live, and eventually, if they follow the rules, to become a citizen. What Boris Johnson has proposed is basically copying that system with some few changes um, related specifically to the United Kingdom, uh, importing it, and basically opening up British immigration, uh, the United Kingdom, to immigrants from all over the world in a way that Australia has. Australia is sort of the... One of the prime examples of a merit-based immigration system used by Donald Trump, by people all over the world, as sort of an example, as an exemplar system. And uh, Boris Johnson wants to bring it over to the United Kingdom.
0: What are some of the biggest concerns that uh, Great Britain has with respect to immigration? Obviously, Brexit uh, poses some challenges uh, with their ability to allow people uh, free movement uh, and attract workers. uh and uh, keep their economy humming. Um, but what is what has been the, what have been the stated uh, concerns about immigration there?
1: Well, the stated concerns are similar to what they are here. They revolve around uh, the economic impact. Um, a sort of stereotype in the United Kingdom is that immigrants are Polish plumbers, basically from Poland. They come in, they do manual labor, skilled labor work uh, in construction and these types of jobs. Basically, they do it better than uh, native-born British people and drive a lot of native-born, lower-skilled British people into other occupations. So that's been... Uh, the stereotype over there for a very long time, not too dissimilar from what it is in the United States compared to sort of lower skilled uh, Hispanic immigrants. So they've had a pretty positive impact in the U.S. economy, but people think they're taking jobs, forcing lower skilled Brits into, uh, out of the labor market. There's not much evidence of that. Uh, Christian Dust, Dustman and other economists in the United Kingdom have done a good amount of work. Looking at the economic benefits of immigration, benefits to uh, public ben- uh, uh, to the tax system in the United Kingdom, and I found uh, generally similar results to over here, that immigration increases the size of the economic pie, creates a lot of job opportunities for British people. Now, underneath all of this are also concerns about security, uh, about crime, about assimilation. In the American media, we see a lot of this related to, say, um, South Asian and Middle Eastern immigrants in the United Kingdom uh, and a lot of problems with that. But uh, that's vastly overblown, especially in uh, the uh, in, in the United States and American media. We see these issues over here, but over there, they're more concerned with a lot of the bread and butter issues, the issues about uh, economics rather than assimilation. What's
0: the big lesson that uh, Donald Trump may be willing to take from uh, Boris Johnson with respect to immigration, if there is one?
1: Well, that's the $50,000 question. Uh, it might be that a sort of successful, uh, a populist sort of leader, a leader who's uh, writing this sort of um bandwagon of uh, populist fervor all over the world, might not need to appeal to anti-immigrant sentiments in order to win, uh, or able to do well. Boris Johnson is not going to be judged on this issue, though. He's going to be judged on how successfully the United Kingdom leaves the EU and how well that deal goes, not on immigration. It's uh, remarkable that he, at a, at this time, is leading the Conservative Party because of his opinion on immigration, but that's ultimately not the major issue. Here in the United States, Donald Trump is going to be most judged, I think, on his issue of immigration, number one issue in the United States, according to Gallup polls, and the number one issue that he's talked about since being elected. So I'm not sure how similar they are.
0: The amnesties that the United States has engaged in, of course, uh, most famously, uh, Ronald Reagan's amnesty in 1986. Uh, What have been the history of what has been the history of amnesties in Great Britain?
1: So Britain has a very great sort of law on the books and, and until very recently about legalizing unauthorized immigrants. Essentially, if you have lived continuously in the United Kingdom for seven years and you um, you were uh, in between the ages of like 18 and 25, you lived for about half of your life in that country, um, then essentially you can get a permanent work status, permanent residency status in the United Kingdom. So it's sort of this built-in automatic amnesty system for people who came to the country young, lived about half their lives there, uh, to be able to get permanent residency. If we had something like that in the United States, which I think we should copy, it would essentially legalize all of the dreamers who are brought here as children uh, and allow them to get a green card by the time they're in uh, their mid-20s, sort of removing this enormous headache and allowing people who Americans think should be legalized, overwhelmingly think should be legalized, sort of automatically granting them a green card. So that's one major way in which British immigration policy is superior to that in the United States.
0: Alex Narasta directs immigration studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.